Now, where did I put it? Hmm. Ah, here it is. Welcome to the Toolbox, where we discuss the tools we utilize every day. Yours to use or toss, it's up to you. But I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to uh, Season 2, Episode 1. We have the indomitable Jody Mitter with us, and I cannot wait to get this started. And of course, I'm going to get... <laughs> My phone's going to start buzzing, so I'm going to turn that off right away. And we're going to get into this immediately. So for those that don't know, who's Jody Middick and what is your military background? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Okay. So Jody uh, Middick joined the, the Canadian Armed Forces in 1994, retired in 2014, had a lot of fun in between, um, ended up going to uh, the 1st Battalion of the Royal Canadian Regiment, and spent most the majority of my career there and uh, ended up as a sniper team leader during uh, Roto 306, Op Medusa is what, how most people recognize it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately found a Taliban landmine the hard way. And so now I uh, rock and roll on prosthetic feet and try to advocate the best I can for brothers and sisters. Uh, just so you know, despite my background picture, I'm actually sitting in the wife's car in the oh, driveway because it's the quietest spot in the house right now. Smart, <laughs> smart. I like it. Yeah. Um, you know, other people may have seen me on uh, the Amazing Race Canada show. And uh, and then I ran for a spot in Ottawa City Council and won. And um, I quit. I didn't quit. Sorry. I retired from that to deal with my mental health and, uh, and a few other things. Mm -hmm. uh, with all kinds of plans to go back. So, you know, I, I do plan to get back into politics. And I have a book called Unflinching, The Making of a Canadian Sniper. And I have another book called Everyday Heroes, which is about, oh, I forget now, this is bad, but I think it's 25 stories from World War II to now yeah. from different Canadian veterans. And uh, it's one of the pr things I'm most proud of. And I'm a father of two girls. And... Um, you know, a happy resident of Ottawa, a spouse to uh, Lana Gilmore, sergeant of the Canadian Armed Forces Medical Corps, retired, and uh, <laughs> Wu-Tang fan, and uh, here I am on your show. <laughs> Which is, again, thank you. We've been, uh, we've been fighting some scheduling issues and me being uh, unable to make a timing <laughs> for a little while, but I do appreciate your patience on, on getting out here. So what you've been advocating for years for mm. veterans and other than that what are you doing like right now are you still just working on yourself or are you working with another group um, of people or well i'm um i had a i've had a rough patch so since about 2017 i um things kind of hit a rough patch for me physically and mentally mm -hmm. my bot like my legs weren't allowing me to wear prosthetics for a little while and um and that really affected me. And then I had some um, addiction and uh, alcohol issues. I, I wasn't so much, um, I was self-medicating a lot. And um, so I uh, basically, like I said before, I retired from the, um, or I stepped away from politics uh, in 2018 to focus on myself and, uh, and, and, you know, figure out how how to get myself back on track because basic 
I basically just lost um, the ability to self care, so to speak. And what I mean by lost is I stopped doing it. Pardon me. And um, I, um, I was having a long talk with someone the other day and I was trying to, and I was saying, like, I was trying to figure out, you know, the moment where it uh, went off the rails because I've never been diagnosed with PTSD. Although I've had a lot of the indicators, I, I, uh, I suffer more from chronic depression and, um, and things and anxiety uh, mm-hmm. that, that came from the 2017 timeframe where, cause I got wounded in 2007 and right up to 2017, I just, you know, just kept moving forward. And if you, um, you know, if you look back at my history, you know, I was always doing something, whether I, I ran a half marathon and I did the TV show, uh, you know, bodybuilding, uh, things like that. And, uh, and what happened was I basically had to learn how to live without the feet, you know, uh, something that I hadn't taken the time to do because I just hadn't had to in those 10 years. And, um, you know, and I tried, I've tried to pinpoint, but I just, I made some changes in my life that weren't, weren't the best idea uh or sorry let me rephrase that they they seemed right at the time mm-hmm. um but uh you know i i actually separated from my spouse and my and my you know so which means i moved out of the house where my kids live um you know and in theory it sounds great to be um away from your not a wait. I don't. Okay. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase that again. In your mind, it seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. In my mind, it seems like the right thing to do. But, you know, as time went by, I realized just how much um, being around my kids and, and raising them and being, you know, with my spouse and how much it, it meant to me to be part of a family mm-hmm. uh, that I'd already started. So anyway, long story short, here I am. Uh, back with my family and um, and just because you asked and I saw you take a sip with your black rifle coffee uh, I've just recently started working with a friend of mine uh, and hit with his company Arrowhead Coffee mm-hmm. and uh, so that's kind of where I am I just did 60 days at a place called Homewood mm-hmm. which is a mental health facility here in Ontario in Guelph and uh, I did um, the um, mood and anxiety program there. And uh, I think it was one of the best things I ever did because I've, I think since the beginning of my military career, I don't think I've taken 60 days to myself total yeah. <laughs> period. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you, when I, you know, when I decided to go there, I was at a very low spot last summer, you know, COVID really affected oh, me because yeah. it, um, you know, that's when I really, missed my kids and missed you know my friends and family and i know we all have mm-hmm. but i was just i was i was at a low point to begin with and so um you know um i just uh one day i realized that i needed to you know pursue um more ways or new ways to get myself back on track and maybe it was time to take some advice or start taking advice that I used to give everybody and, um, and just, you know, seek, uh, seek the knowledge that I needed to, to get back to the, who I was. Cause I know, I, I know I can do it. I've done it all before. Um, but it's funny, uh, how quickly you can forget. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then double down on a mistake and then 
try and yep. you know like yep. push a little harder and i know i can do that i'm i'm fine well yeah no I'm, I'm good we just get push a little harder just push a little harder and then you just keep going down that hill a little bit farther a little bit farther and then you look up the hill and you're like oh fuck now how the fuck did i get here <laughs> just yeah I, yeah it, you know it's particularly tough because um you know i don't want to like I'm not trying to make make a, a, a sad story or anything, but it, it was a it was weird how how much I missed being a part of something, yeah, and how much it uh, it um, it really when it sank home that I had removed myself from so many of these, like you know my political position, and then I had the books and stuff, and I had a, my own podcast actually. I still tech my podcast is still there. I hope to reactivate it someday soon, but. Mm -hmm. um, once I extracted myself from all that, which is what I think I did need, it still really made me feel less of a, of a man and as, a, as an individual because I had, in my mind, proven that I couldn't maintain the, couldn't, just couldn't maintain. Yeah. And what, I, what I've learned now in the last five years is, um, and realize, and you know, I think, we all realize this, but you, some things you need to learn mm -hmm. in order to master them. And by <laughs> you have to learn anything to master, but some things you have to experience, sorry, you experience, experience it. Yeah, absolutely. In order to actually be like, Oh, that's mm -hmm. what it is, you know? And like, I live with, uh, you know, so my, my spouse, she has PTSD. She was a combat medic. She helped me the night I got wounded. Uh, her ambulance rescued me. She helped, uh, you know, however many other people in her 24 uh, year career. Um, uh, and so I thought I understood mental health, you know, and I have a, all kinds of my friends and, and brothers and sisters in the military and, you know, and first responders, you know, we, they all had their time. And I thought, you know, we're, we're all different. And, you know, so people would try to explain to me how it felt to be w the way they felt. And I just, I didn't get it, you know, mm -hmm. and I was depressed as a kid and this, but I, I never felt as uh, as negative and as bad as I felt last summer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's since then that I've realized like, oh, wow. So that's like, I just didn't, I didn't know you could emotionally feel that bad. Yeah. It had never, since I got blown up, before I got blown up, I'd, I'd never had these feelings and it was it was so weird to me. And I'm, and I was like, Oh, this is, so this is why, you know, this turns into a real problem for people. Yeah. And, and I, I was so motivated by how I felt last summer. Like, uh, I just, I just sent an email to my case manager at veterans affairs and I called my shrink and I just said, you know, like, I think I need like some serious, uh, help and refresher training because a lot of the stuff is, you know, things they try and teach us in the military when we're, mm -hmm. A bunch of dum dums just running around trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah. we're and the I, machine guns. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to belittle our 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 um our how smart we are in the infantry. What I'm trying to say is like you you we absorb it, but at the and we apply it, but we don't really get what it's for until we need it. Yep. You know, and and so after since you know joining at 17 at 40 41, you know three tours, getting wounded, all kinds of adventures in uniform it it finally was you know how many years so four years after i retired is when it is when it really caught up with me on the mental side you know yeah so yeah i've been uh 
I just actually had this conversation with my wife the other day about I've been sitting around thinking to myself, you know, I have, I have more potential to give. Like I, I still want to serve and I've been out for eight years now. So I've been out as long as I was in and I still feel like I have more to give it like, and I do mm. the walk and I do this podcast and I like, I, I try to give back, but I don't actually have a job, right? Like I don't, I don't have a physical job that I would go to. And, and growing up, I was uh, growing up in the country. It was, if you weren't working, you were a piece of shit, right? <laughs> that was it. If, if you're out on the ranch and you're not actually, if there's, if you're not doing anything, that's a choice mm. because there's always something to do, right? That's just, the way it is and growing up you'd watch uh all the people that i looked up to they would just work there'd be didn't matter if you were sick didn't matter if you're hurt didn't like it would just work right you right. gotta get cows gotta get fed uh you gotta mm -hmm. get to your job my stepdad was a postie like every day didn't matter he'd be i watched him wake up at four once so sick he could barely stand go over to the toilet throw up get his uniform on and then head out the door and I'm just like, well, okay. Like that, to me, that was work. And uh, it took a long time to realize that, you know, you have to take a step back from that, right? Take a step back from the, the image that you're projecting and go, what am I actually doing? <laughs> like, what am I actually doing right now? Am I just working to pass the time or am I contributing? Am I actually making a better me or a better father, a better person, better whatever, right? And, um, as you were saying earlier, the moment you leave your kids or the moment you leave your family is when you're like, oh shit, I kind of, you know, I, I, when I go hunting in the fall, I'm gone by myself for about five days in the bush and it's awesome. And I need that time for myself. But the first day I'm there, that first night, I already miss my kids. Right. Like it. Just, oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. And the, uh, that type of realization to go like you can you could I could leave the house to my hunting spot and be pissed off and aggravated and frustrated that my son's not doing his homework or this guy was screaming or that guy was running down the hall fighting with each other whatever but that first night still I'm gonna miss him right and that's it's a tough lesson to learn <laughs> it's funny you actually mentioned this because I was just listening to uh, the Jocko podcast where he was talking about um, being lucky that he learned these lessons at the right time, at the right place with the right frame of mind. And that's, I think what you were talking about, right? Having that ability to not just absorb the information, like Raj Sarge, I can repeat that. No problem. But have no idea what it means <laughs> to actually understanding the principle behind it. And when I was an instructor, I used to, the big thing that I loved was the aha moments is what I called them. And you could see it right. on a recruit's face, right? When you're teaching them, you know, machine gun theory and you can see it all of a sudden click and they're like, Oh, <laughs> that, yep, when, it, yep. when it, you know, when it comes to mental health and when it comes to working on yourself, you have to go through, you have to experience some shitty points in your life to really put those things together you have to be in the right frame of mind to actually understand them yeah i think so i mean i don't 
I see some mental health counselors and stuff and I don't, you know, I imagine like, I wonder what, you know, what their problems were, like, or if they have any, or if they, if that's why they became counselors in the first mm-hmm. place to, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's either uh, you learn by, by doing, or maybe by being around uh, enough people. Like, I just think it's, you know, what, what I realized is if, if it's possible to feel as negative as I did and, and, and worse, um, you know, it's, this is a, uh, you know, this is maybe a bigger problem than my physical injuries. Mm-hmm. Or it, 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 it did become a bigger problem. Like, uh, you know, you, it's, um, anyway, it's unusual how, how, how hard you can hurt yourself, uh, when, without even trying. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the effects on the family, the effects on, you know, friends and all that stuff. It's, so it's, you know, it's, it's too bad, but it's also, you know, a big part of the, of, of, of the journey, you know, and yeah. of the, of, of life. And, and it's, it's in many ways, I guess, uh, inevitable. Yeah. And well, I, think I think it's a, it's a, a test of character, right? When you, when you experience yeah, adversity, be. right? Like that is the true test of your character. And a lot of times growing up, you think that character means, at least for me, when I was growing up, I thought when someone said, you know, that guy's, you know, if that, or that position is testing someone's character, I thought it was his ability to push through, right? That, that, um, the drive to keep going, I thought that was what character was. And I realized that after many years and my own traumas and my own issues was that character really is the ability to assess the situation and choose the right path. Because outside of that, like if, if I'm having a really bad um, depression filled day where I just, I have no energy and I can't deal with stuff and I want to sit in my room in a hole, am I going to be the best person to go and do a video for the walk for veterans, right? At that, at that point in time? No, probably not. But when I was younger, the first thing I would be like, no, I'm fine. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it. And you, there's actually couple times I went into a depressive cycle for the 2019 walk just before it was coming out and I still had you know promotional videos and things to do and you can see my mood just like right (laughs) through the different videos right Mm -hmm. um but that was a lesson I had to learn and I had to see it to to actually be there and I think that's a big point is like your your character gets tested through adversity but it gets tested in different ways continually And, um, I mean, you've been through a shit ton of adversity to begin with. And (laughs) I've said, said this many times on my podcast, like, um, you can drown just as easily in two feet of water as seven or 20 or a hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it really doesn't, it doesn't do any good to compare, but the, the adversity shows your character. I think that's really what I was, um, (laughs) said like six times now, I think. (laughs) (laughs) um what what is your view on how character interacts with that what do you what do you think that plays into well i think i think you're i think you're very you're very your your description is very good you know it's it's um what what do you want or what what did i want for myself and my family ultimately Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I expected to raise a couple of good kids and have them go off to school if they wish or join the military or, or whatever they end up doing, but I want them to be good people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so 
do I want my behavior and or my actions or my sickness or illness or injuries or, um, you know, issues to become theirs? And in a lot of ways, uh, we are all just incrementally better than our parents, uh, depending on your parents. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had a pretty decent childhood. I, I don't remember ever wanting for anything. My parents had their issues, of course, like all, all families. And, and so when you say that character gives you the chance to do the right thing, <laughs> I think you're right, but it doesn't mean you've done, yes, you could have done the wrong things, but it doesn't make you the wrong person or a bad person mm-hmm. overall. Uh, I mean, you know, some bad behavior repeated is uh, decision is decision making, um, but maybe not the right m- mind frame for decision. Yeah. And ultimately, what I my personal assessment of my of everything was, you know, I want my family, my friends, uh, most importantly, my spouse and my kids to be successful. Yeah. And what does successful mean? Well, there's a lot of you know, different ways to be successful, but I, I just overall mean in life. Yeah. And are they going to be good people? Am I a good person? Are we a good family together? And do we support each other? And do we try to learn from our mistakes? And that's the job I started and that's the job I want to finish. And that means, you know, character is, um, and, and, or like just, who do you want to be? You know, uh, you know, I I've said this and I know I've heard Joe Rogan say it and I've heard, uh, other people say it is if, if, you know, and I did write a book, right? Like, so if you're the character of your story, like what, how, how do you want to be remembered? Right. Like, what do you mm-hmm. want the paragraph to say, you know, cause ultimately in history, most of us are lucky if we get a sentence in the history yeah. books what do you want that sentence to say or that paragraph or that bio or what do you want them to be able to say about you at your funeral mm-hmm. or in 20 years after you're dead you know if 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 you make it uh, that deep into the history books all was always there for his family or always did the right thing when he could or yeah. or you know um despite everything that i've been through um i ultimately don't want to be remembered as a victim yeah. And, and so, you know, I, I just made some choices and I, you know, by reaching out and by deciding, like, if I know it's a bad idea to do X or to think X or mm-hmm. to pursue X, um, because it'll always equal uh, a negative equation. Well, that's, you know, like, that's your cue to start changing things and realizing that who you are is the decisions and the actions that you take um going forward and also it's a conscious decision Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um i i think it's you know it's 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 hard now to say that any you know we don't that doesn't mean that anyone who is still struggling is 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 a bad person yeah or anything like that yeah it just means like you know you as an individual need to take control of the future and that is your opportunity to show who you're going to be or who you want to be or who or i don't know i'm i'm getting a little tongue twisted because (laughs) it is a complex issue i am definitely far from an expert and, and and neither are you and so 
you know, we, we don't have all the answers and we don't have all the um, situations or anything like that, but we have a collective experience, yep. you know, and we're starting to share that more and more. Yeah. Well, and I believe that, that, sorry, but I believe that that's ultimately going to lead us into a positive direction. Absolutely. And this is, this is actually a fundamental thing that the military taught us too, right? Never do anything alone. Everything is at a team doesn't matter you don't clear a room by yourself you don't set up charges by yourself you don't wreck like it everything is always you doing something somebody watching your back at yeah. a bare minimum right yeah and that's a good point <clears throat> this is what we're doing now i think we're seeing it i've said this uh before is that there's this renaissance of veteran like it's a veteran renaissance right now we have people making all kinds of stuff we got people making clothes we got people making knives we got people making coffee we got people like it just they're just they're done with whatever it is they're doing with the military but now they're like okay fuck i can do anything right yeah <laughs> fuck, okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do these things and the level of creativity and the amount of podcasts the amount of people talking and sharing their stories and we're starting to build that um that shared experience right where mm -hmm. we all kind of have been in the same boat we've all chewed the same dirt we all know what it feels like so let's share and let's share the burden because that's how the military works right you don't right. lift a zodiac boat by yourself it's a six-man lift i don't build a bridge by myself i don't mm -hmm. fucking do log pt by myself <laughs> you can't do any of that by yourself yeah and uh the the ability to share your experience this is what I love po podcasting so much is that we get to share our experience. I get to listen to your experience and I get to learn from it and I get to share my experience and you get to pick what you can from it. Right. And then somebody else can pick what they can from our, both of our stories and somebody else can, and you just yeah. piecemeal it out. Right. That's why I came up with the name tools for the toolbox. Cause how many times did you hear that going through your training? Right. You may never need this, but it's another tool for your toolbox. And yep. to yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think the big part, the, the really big thing for me, I, I really enjoyed being an instructor when I was in, right before I retired. I was in Meaford and I got to do some, lots of fun, worked on a DP1, infantry DP1 course, killing people with the, uh, the IED kits and stuff. <laughs> I just had a blast doing that. But um, I think the big thing is the passage of knowledge to the next generation. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And I think what not only what uh, what we're doing as a whole as a generation of like warriors, the is we're we're sitting around going, hey, cool, what what are you going through now? Oh yeah, cool. I you know I've been through a similar experience. This is how I got through it. What do you think, right? Yeah. And um, you know when I was listening to you on Jocko's podcast, I can't remember which numbers they are now, but the three of them. Uh, I really, I got that from each one of those is that you still wanted to pass on information. You still wanted to pass on knowledge. You were still open yeah. to, to working forward. What do you think? Um, what do you think we can do to keep that up as like a community, as a veteran community? What do you, what do you think we really need to strive for to keep that moving forward? Um, what do we need to do? Uh, you know, we, I was talking about this the other day. I think we need to, as a collective, realize where we actually sit in Canadian society. 
Never mind. I mean, American society is pretty, you know, militarily is pretty cool. They they support their veterans, uh, all that jazz, and and it's it's amazing down in the states. And it's it's not the same in Canada. And we used to kind of you know look at that as if you know like that's a bad thing or uh, how much better they have it in the states, so to speak. Uh, and uh, you know maybe around the world, other NATO countries and stuff. You know, all have veterans programs and and things like that, but. In Canada, I believe that, you know, we actually occupy um, special status, so to speak. We are a privileged um, group of individuals within the Canadian uh, psyche. Uh, and we are, you know, we're, we're all ranges of Canadian. We're from coast to coast to coast. We're every color, we're every sex, uh, every gender, whatever, you know, however many you want to put out there. We're, it's in the Canadian Armed Forces. Yep. And I, I think that that makes us, you know, the Canadian Forces is a, is a unique uh, organization. And then the collective family of the veterans after is, is another, uh, uh, you know, branch of the same family tree. But <laughs> veterans are, uh, I think we get lost in sometimes in the person, like how personal it can feel, you know, if you get denied something from Veterans Affairs or, mm -hmm. you know, you hear something. And uh, often it's just a correction of paperwork or it's a, uh, you know, it's a little bit more explanation and, you know, you feel, uh, and I felt it too, you know, you feel like you're being questioned or you're being uh, suppressed or something. And that's, that's fine uh, in, a, in a way, you know, uh, but the overall picture of that, like we're more popular than firefighters. Yeah. You know, we, we, we are always given, you know, if at the front of the line, we're always allowed to, you know, we have license plates, we have, we have building legions, we have a whole branch of the, of the Canadian government dedicated to our care. Mm -hmm. um, nobody else can claim that in, in, uh, in, in a Canadian society. Sorry. I mean, there's a few people, but yeah. um, you know, and yes, yes, we've definitely earned it the hard way, but we earned it. And we sawed it, by the way, you know, mm -hmm. Canadian, the Canadian military has never been more than, you know, it was only non-volunteer for a short period of time during, yeah. you know, some, a few crises and, um, and, you know, and so we're, we're not victims of, of not knowing what we're getting into. Yeah. We were never forced into doing something we didn't want to for the crown. Um, and I think that the overall message that we need to start trying to spread amongst ourselves is just how good do we have it and how do we make it better and how do we maintain this honored position as an example to other Canadians of how to be a good citizen. Yeah. You know, I don't like calling us citizens. A veteran is, I don't know. I feel like we're, special like i said so to speak um doesn't make us better doesn't make us yeah. you know more privileged on the day-to-day -day things but what we do is it's our job to to stand taller and keep our chin up mm -hmm. and you know we as veterans we need to be the ones that everybody points at and says you know no matter what no matter how bad it gets or how great it gets we've always got our veterans mm -hmm. showing us how to how to you know how to be canadian yeah and so, you know, I think to keep this going and to, and to, and to nurture this, you know, what we need to do is exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Um, keep talking amongst ourselves, reach out, you know, I've never met you. 
doesn't matter. We do each other's podcast. We support each other. Mm -hmm. We don't like each other at some point, you know, Hey, no, no big deal. But you know, as long as the message is good, um, as long as the objectives are good and as long as the spirit of the, of everything is well, I think we are on a, a renaissance is a great way to put it. You know, we are a, you know, we are, you know, we we're evolving. We are changing. You know, when I joined, I joined in 94, there was a couple of guys doing metal mounting and woodwork, you know, yeah. but you didn't really hear much about the, the veteran entrepreneur. Yeah. And now uh, it's everywhere. And it seems like, you know, like you said, we are in a, now is the time. And, and I think we're seizing it. Yeah. But I, you know, but I do worry. I do worry that we don't realize or take t- enough time to just sit back and realize how we got here and how kind of good we have it. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but I have my pension. I have my medical uh, pension, the pension for life, as, mm-hmm. as they've started calling mm-hmm. it. Uh, still not as financially gr- good as things used to be under the old veteran system as, mo- as far as money in your pocket. But I will always have that income till the day yeah. I die. Yeah. And, and there's yes, some again, really I, good programs too out there right now. Like that yeah, weren't available and, you know, before. There's work. There's um, there's support programs. I think didn't you mention the Warrior Adventures? I think yeah, Warrior Adventure Canada and Warrior. Uh, and Soldier they're just on one and, of yeah, 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 of many. But but they're there. Yeah. You know, and as a veteran, I've never t- you know even I was um, so I was the first injured uh, member to be posted to Soldier On. At one mm-hmm. time, there was a uh, a guy named Andrew who was a star tech who started it, and me. And then a civilian that knew how to do all like the fancy paperwork. And that was soldier yeah. on. And, um, and you know, it, it's grown in, into, into all these other things, but it's, it's there and it's there to be taken advantage of. And I actually yeah. never like have taken a claim or, or anything like that against any of these things. And I'm, and I'm looking back and, and cause my spouse is a veteran as well. We're going, well, well, let's start participating. Mm-hmm. Like, let's start getting out there. Let's start mm-hmm. doing the warrior adventures. Like, yeah you know, it's, it's some work to, to get involved in, in this, but that's what we want. We want to be involved. And then also it, why wouldn't we, Yeah. you know, and, and you, and you pointed something out, like you're not alone. And if you, if you feel alone or, you know, the best place to go is back to people who will understand you best. Yep. And that will always be your brothers and sisters that are, are either in uniform or, or, or out of uniform now. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I got started with the Canadian Walker veterans to begin with was it, I was sitting around look like waiting for this Paragon tier one dude to come down from the hill and be like, all right, boys, this is where we're going and we're going to sort all this shit out and we're going to fix everything. And I was like, wait a second, that guy, that, that doesn't, that person never exists. That that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. Well, for, even, even if it did, that doesn't stop you from, from doing what you want to do. Exactly. Right? And so that's where it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, well, since nobody's doing anything right now, I may as well get involved. And then I can change, like, you can't change anything unless you're involved. Right. And that's right. same thing with politics. Right. I don't like politics, but at the same time, I can't do anything about it unless I'm involved in it. So I, yeah, you know, that's a big reason why I ran for city council. Um, you know, is, is the, it's great to be on a panel. It's great to be part of a focus group and all this, but ultimately the policymakers leave, leave out everyone who's not uh, involved, so to speak, you know, and there's only so many spots at the table Mm -hmm. and the more of us that get involved in politics, the more we have a voice. 
Absolutely. Uh, and influence. Yep. And the biggest thing is influence and, you know, and the word power comes to mind. Yep. And, you know, as veterans, we have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of influence and power, you know, and, and yep. we, and we need to use it for the right things. Yeah. Our status gives us a lot of clout, right? Like we, it does. Yeah. And you can, you can stand up and say, you know, I'm a veteran and this is what I believe. And people will be like, Oh, wow. Okay. This brings up a good point. Just on the fact that you're a veteran, not whether you not have, whether you have any knowledge on the actual topic that you're talking about or not, like it just, it does, it gives a lot of clout. And I've said this a couple of times where, you know, we have, I don't know, maybe a million uh, veterans and active service members within Canada across the elements, right? And like, there's not a lot of us to begin with. Yeah. Uh, and there's 34 million people, 37 million people in the country. I don't know, but we're a very, very small group that has you're right yeah. like a really high status in the canadian culture and we yeah well so we go i was just gonna say like um you know we're but we're shrinking yeah and that's something else that i you know I, I meant to say that a little a few minutes ago but you know that's the other thing is if we don't maintain that you know that uh, that position of uh, um the moral high ground if we yeah. don't you know be stay the example yeah. We could easily lose our spot because we are a shrinking demographic mm-hmm. in this country. And also, you know, um, the parents of the, of the world war, sorry, not the parents, the kids of the world war one and Korea soldiers who were the baby boomers, um, they're, they're getting older and retiring mm-hmm. as well. And, and they used to be probably one of the things that, you know, the politicians never wanted to upset the, the kids of the baby of the of the veterans yeah you know what i mean you know how oh, yeah. you get what i'm yeah Absolutely. so now you know we we are in a we, we you know we're we're in a position where our numbers are shrinking as veterans but we're also growing in in um in visibility too though yeah you know um so i, I i'm just saying we need to be careful that you know we don't lose our spot and by we i mean i don't know i'm like i don't know how to do it i don't i just think that um, you know, it's something that we need to nurture. I, yeah, I think you're right. This is, how, I think this is how we apply being a warrior after war, right? Like you can't, there, there are people out there. I had this, uh, chat with, uh, buddy Adam about, there are people out there that are going to be dangerous, dangerous people till they're 80, right? Like think like Tim Kennedy and like, Jocko and, and like there and you and like like there there are people that are going to be straight up dangerous. I mean, you're you're one of the type of people you don't piss off outside of your zip code or inside your zip code because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, but you know what I mean, right? Like there are those types of people, and then there are those type of people that never want to put. Or there are types of vets that don't ever want to touch a gun again. There are types of vets that just want to, you know, hang out in the in the bush and never talk to people ever again, right? But right we still can apply all the skills we have. We can still apply the knowledge that we gained by setting that example, right? You want to mm-hmm. live out in the country by yourself? Cool, right? Go do that. Show the world that that's possible. You know, if you never want to, if you want to start working pottery, cool. <laughs> Give her, right? Yeah, yeah. But you still main, you have to maintain that level of professionalism. You still have to maintain a level of decorum, I guess is not a great word for it, but the uh that just the the want to be better 
Well, you know, I mean, we, we I don't want to put a burden on anybody listening. I was, holy fuck, I'm doing this all wrong. <laughs> um, but what I think we're getting at here is just remember what you represent. Yeah. Uh, especially if people know your background. You know, yep. if, if as a veteran and a former member, um, retired member, you know, you you just you know just remember what people are seeing when they look at you when they talk to you and what they when what they are expecting and what you know uh, that doesn't mean that you have to kiss anyone's ass it doesn't mean that you have to go out of your way to make sure people like veterans yeah. uh, or anything but just use that as a maybe a bit of a motivator to just try a little harder yeah. and i'm not saying you're not trying i'm not mm-hmm. saying people aren't trying i'm saying uh what what i do is i try to remember that um this might be the 10th person that's uh, talked to me today, but it's the first time they're, you know, they're, they're talking to me, Yeah. you know, the, sorry, might be the 10th person I've talked to today, but it's yeah. to them. I, it's the first time they're going to talk to me and Absolutely. maybe the only time. Yeah. And so do I want them to go away saying, well, that guy's a, a dick and he's mean and he's, you know, he just talks about war or like how I've never been there, you know, like how yeah. that stereotypical movie veteran, like, you, you don't know what it's you like. Know it's I've like <laughs> I've, I've bled in the mud for your freedom, <laughs> yep. right? And uh, the uh, Deuce Bigelow or whatever. It, or no, not Deuce Bigelow. Um, help me out. Oh man, I the dude. The dude, like the Big Lebowski. Remember? Oh the, right, that did you guy. See that one? Uh, yeah, that a long time ago. Holy cow! The John I, Goodman guy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He's with like, the my friend, the shooting glasses. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know you don't want to be that guy uh, yeah. either. But it's you know so. Um, you, you try and just main, main, you use that as a, you know, as a, as, as energy and as motivation and, you know, but, um, you know, just try and do better with yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all, you know, Absolutely. and it, like I said, it doesn't mean you're not doing well, but we always want to make sure we don't backslide and, you know, it's always feels good to improve a little bit. Yep. I just put out, uh, uh, another one of my addendum podcasts where I just go on a rant or I, it's like a little video blog thing, but I, I was saying that, you know, it's, if you're doing good right now, that's great. Like, well done, keep going. <laughs> you're doing great. Just push a little bit, just push the boundary a little bit farther. Just every time, as soon as you get comfortable, push a little farther You get comfortable. Okay. Push a little farther just because who yeah. doesn't want to be better. Right. You, yeah. You, but you know, it's, it's easy to say things like this too. That's the one thing I, I, I mean, if you and I had tried to have this talk, conversation 12 months ago, never would have yeah i was so down man like last spring i uh i just i don't even recognize how i was able to feel that way and 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 so that's the other thing we have we have to recognize when we each other maybe isn't feeling up to it Mm -hmm. and not put that person down or make them feel like they're less you know um you know, you can't always be hard. You can't always be, I don't know if you know that guy, David Goggins, who's mm-hmm. out there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't, we can't all be Jocko. Yeah. Um, you know, even Joe Rogan, um, you know, which I'm sure a lot of the listeners listen to. And, and there's a million podcasts out there, you know, yeah. where, you know, we, we can't all be those guys all the time. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I never thought I'd be, like I said, the way I was last summer. And, and I think it's, it's okay to recognize that. You know, it's, it's, and it's good to, um, to, to listen to, you know, experiences like mine and yours and others and, and, and keep that as a reminder that, you know, we all go through it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Some of us don't. Some yeah. of us don't. Uh, but we all go through something. And you know what? If if we can all get to the other, if if I can get to the other side, if you can get to the other side, if you know other people we know, you know, it, it just gives hope and it gives uh, an objective and a and a uh, and a and a hope and an objective and a goal to to the to others that you know are behind yeah. us in certain Absolutely. experiences. You know, when I did my um, my BMO course out in Meaford, one of the things that the one random statement the instructor had made that kind of clicked in my head that worked for that was when you're climbing and you get to the top of a hill, top of a mountain, top of a rope, wherever you are, you, you get up to the top and then you turn around, you put your hand back for the next person coming up, right? Mm. And you just put your hand there. If they take it, cool. If they don't, cool. You carry on with the, with the rest of the patrol, right? But the hand is yeah, there, yeah, right? Point. And that's all yeah. it is just a, here you go, man. Okay. Yeah. And no yeah. judgment, no nothing. Here's the hand. And that's like you said, with 12 months ago, when I started this podcast, I had no concept of where I was going to go with it, other than the fact that I thought it would help. Mm. And it has helped me more than I think anybody else out there, because I get to continually uh, rehash all the tools that I need to use. I, I have to go through all those things over again, and I have to talk about them with other people, and I have to be um, open and honest on a where I'm, I'm literally sitting in my basement talking to my computer right now. <laughs> I mean, even though we're talking hey, online, that's what we're doing. I'm in my wife's SUV. Uh, yeah, exactly. Zoom, right? bro. Like yeah, it's, a, it's, it's how it works. It's that, uh, it's that level of uh, humility. I think that's the, the key is just to be able to, okay, cool. Like wherever you are, that's where you are. Tomorrow is another day. Today is where you're working. You can have a plan for tomorrow. Cool. The past has happened. Good to go learn something from it, let it go, move on. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Still work on today. And if you're having a rough day today, okay. It's a rough day. Yeah. Recognize that. Take the time, whatever you need to do, work on tomorrow. And I think that's just super important for, as you were saying, like we're, it's easy to say right now, yeah. this is what yeah. you need to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. do this and you can do that. But the, the really important thing is just to be able to recognize where you are in this moment at this yeah. day and then figure it out from there. It's just, yeah. uh, it's tough. So we've been rolling for just about an hour here. And I was going to say, I can't thank you enough. First off for being on here. This is fantastic. And I think we've hit a lot of really solid, solid points about just daily maintenance, right? Like how do you get yeah. through? And if anybody isn't following you or doesn't know where you are, how do they find you? I'm on Instagram as the underscore the underscore real underscore Jody Middick, which I did after like the 20s or like I got about a hundred of these, like, Oh, someone's copying your account. Oh yeah. And Instagram refused to like, give me the little check Mark. Um, uh, so there I'm on Instagram as that I'm on Facebook as Jody Middick. Uh, I have a Facebook page as Jody Middick. Uh, I'm on TikTok for some reason. <laughs> because I, because I have young, young girls. <laughs> um, I think I have one video of me like raising my eyebrows. Uh, nice. And um, yeah, like, and, and I'm on, I'm on social media here and there. So, um, you know, if anybody wants to see what I'm up to, I'm not as vocal uh, or as active as I used to be. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that was a part of my mental health uh, check 
is, um, you know, uh, I've, I've started treating social media more as a bulletin board than as a showcase. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, if you want to buy the books, they're available usually at chapters, uh, that's unflinching making of a Canadian sniper and everyday heroes or Amazon, anywhere you can get books. It's by yeah. Simon and Schuster. And, uh, like I, uh, I don't know if we were recording earlier, but I'm, um, working with a company called Arrowhead coffee. Mm-hmm. And so if anybody needs coffee, they can go there and, uh, and, and check us out and we're happy to help them. Wicked. And, uh, and maybe one day in the near future, the Jody Minnick podcast will be back. That'd be wicked. I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. Well, all right. Awesome. I appreciate that. Man. <laughs> I really do. No, I, I do. I really, I really enjoyed your show and it was, uh, it's so do you do voiceover insight. after anything like that? Yeah, I do a little Sorry outro. You. Yeah, I okay. do a little outro after this, but it's, uh, do you have like, any, uh, what do you mean? Well, like when does the show get posted? This episode will come out on the, what day is it today? <laughs> I always release them on Tuesdays. So uh, this one will be out on the 11th. Okay. So we'll get yeah. you, we'll try and get you a discount code and, and all that for your listeners if we can. That, that's fantastic. Do you have any, um, any final points on resiliency or moving the bar forward a little bit every day? Sure. Um, you know, your resiliency is like your biceps or your, or your any other muscle, man. And um, just like you got to brush your teeth every day and you got to work your biceps or your shoulders uh, every day and to, to make them stronger and just to keep them strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it seems like a no brainer, but you know, when, when you find yourself losing that ability to say, brush your teeth every day is something that you need to be aware of and be conscious of if you can be, mm-hmm. and also, pay attention to others and how they and how they are trying to send you the messages and and i'm not trying to lecture i'm not trying to tell anyone to suck eggs here but you know you are the common denominator in every situation in your life and that was one of the things i realized is that i am the common denominator in my life and Mm -hmm. again a no-brainer but we often forget just how important that particular piece of information is yeah and it completely is up to you how things are going to go. I can, I can help you. Chance can help you. Your doctors can help you. Everyone can help you, but you have to seek that help. Yeah. And that is the number one piece of advice I think I will give. And it's the number one piece of advice I've gotten my whole life. Um, and we are also in a renaissance of mental health, as you put yeah. it earlier for mm-hmm. veterans. I think mental health as a whole and veterans are benefiting from that. And um, seek the seek the activities and the daily habits that will help you maintain that focus yep. on yourself. And it sounds selfish, but the better you do, the better everyone around you will do. And we've all heard it. Yeah, and we've all went. Oh, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And then uh, we find ourselves, you know, uh, not doing anything that kept us on the yep. positive before. Yep. And that's the only, like, I know I didn't, you know, like everyone's going to go, yeah, no duh, but man, it's, it's real. It is. It's real. And I'm a professional tough guy and I know what it feels to sit in a room and, and feel like you're being nitpicked or examined or being told everything you've done wrong. And you know what? Maybe it is, 
but yep. that's that's the point you don't you can't fix it if you don't know what it is absolutely it is a uh it's a constant theme within my show over and over and over again is that you're it's up to you right if you want to do anything it's up to you and yeah how many times when we went to our training did an instructor yell at you like do you really want to be here yeah yeah i do yeah. okay yeah, that, yeah. that means you have to be willing to fight through the pain you have to be willing to fight through the difficulty. You have to be willing to keep going forward, keep moving, keep evolving, keep learning, keep all these yeah. buzzwords that are out there now, but like, just keep going. And if you need help, call one your dudes. I actually said this on my uh, uh, podcast a while ago. It's like, if you were trying to get something in the back of your truck, right? And it was big and it was awkward and you're standing there and you're just like fucking with it and you can't quite get it in there. And there was a bunch of your buddies sitting there like three feet away from you and just like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Like, <laughs> we're, we're right here. Are yeah, you, yeah. Do you think any one of those guys is going to feel any different or less of you for you going like, get the fuck over here, muckle onto this thing and let's get it into the truck, right? No. Well, no, they think less of you because you're standing there by yourself trying to yeah. load this piano into your truck. Trying to fuck your back up and like, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they're just like, what the hell yeah, is yeah. wrong with this dude, right? So yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, yeah, like, that's a that's a great way to put it, man. Like it's you know, I, I used to say like if the lav is broken, you're gonna do maintenance. Yeah. Or you're gonna do repairs. Yeah. You know, and you just do maintenance to keep it from breaking. Yeah. And you're not gonna yell at it and tell it it's weak. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna say you're the laziest lab three I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you're this you you know, you you know, if 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 uh you know you're not gonna tell the G Wagon it's a plug or anything like yeah. that. It's it just needs it just needs some some maintenance and that goes for your your meat your meat wagon too, mm -hmm. you know, and the little piece of fat that's stuck inside your skull. Yep. Straight maintenance. I heard a, a great thing. It was like, we are a giant or we are a ball of fat wrapped in a, uh, wrapped in a, an exoskeleton covered in meat. Yeah. Figure out. It. <laughs> I was just like, originally oh, made man. of stardust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, again, I can't thank you enough, brother. This has been, an awesome chat. I look forward to uh, listening to your podcast and hopefully one day I'll get you back on and we'll talk about something just as fun. Absolutely. Yeah, man, for sure. Wicked. Gmo, brother. For Pat. That concludes this episode of The Toolbox. I really appreciate y'all listening. It has been my pleasure bringing you this awesome guest. If you like what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, and do all that awesome stuff. And I hope you can use some of the information that was offered. To all those putting on the line every day, first responders, military, veterans, civil servants, you guys are keeping us safe and keeping the country running. I really appreciate y'all. Hope to see you next time. Till then, stay open, stay humble, and stay focused. Shimo.